All right, back here on KHDK, final hour of the show because Thursday night football is coming your way at the top of the hour. It should be a good one with the Patriots and the Falcons. Again, we go to that at 5 o'clock. In this final hour, another chance to win a Causeway Classic four-pack Aggies and Hornets this Saturday at UC Davis Health Stadium. I'm so fired up for that game. I have a quick question. Yeah. And this is something, uh, you know, maybe you are one of the only people who has this dilemma. You are a UC Davis graduate. Yes. You own a degree. Not own. You carry a degree. A proud degree. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, BS well or a BA? Which one? Oh, there's a lot of BS in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and you have been the voice of the Sacramento State Hornets yes. football team Since for 20, how many years? This is season 24. We missed a year because of COVID, but Last yeah, year. so 24. So 25. I'm going to round up here. Okay, I'll take 25 it. years because you would have called the game, yeah. Lord willing, year. And um, they're both going into the Causeway Classic this year, top of the top of the top, mm-hmm. the cream of the crop here. I love it. This is for it. This is this is the marbles, yes. right? And they're probably both going to the uh, playoffs. Yes. With that being said, on Saturday, Sac State cuts a check for you every weekend or mm-hmm. however you get paid. Yeah. I might need to be in that business. <laughs> you have uh, given your money along with probably parents' money and probably a little sure. government money yeah. to UC Davis. Uh-huh. Who do you root for? It's easy. It's really easy, actually, Jay. The Hornets. Is yeah. there a reason behind that? Yes. And, you know, early on, uh, Coach Bob Biggs, who was at UC Davis forever, one of their great coaches of all times, This and unfortunately this week we don't have the uh, Causeway Classic luncheon, like usually where the bands and the dance team cheerleaders and – alumni from each side and there's speakers and it's just fun it's a rivalry gets all the hype up well another covid casualty there just makes sense not to get a lot of people together but one of the things he would do as coach year after year after year he would give uh, you know speeches that would be generalized to that year and that team but he would talk about how so much of this game is about the relationships the relationships you know for you that you have at davis you have at sack because there's a lot of people that cross over absolutely so you know i heard that and i'm like you know what he's right and for me it just does go to the relationships my college relationships are all uc davis and, and i love them and all those friends and roommates and people that i still have contact with but as i worked even in college in a year or two out of school still doing stuff for uc davis now that's almost 30 years ago Gotcha. And so the relationships are still there, but a lot of those people aren't coaching, aren't around in the program. So now every week, whether you're traveling with the, these coaches at Sac State, you know their kids and the families and uh, athletic directors and SIDs and trainers, and you're too connected. And each mm. week you go on and you're now, you know, after this week, you're, you've moved on from the Davis game because the Hornets are going on and hopefully to win five more games and be champions. Um I know what it means to lose to the game, lose the game for the Hornet side, and I'm connected to them. Whereas, it'll hurt Davis people for sure if they lose, but I won't feel that as I would if the Hornets lose. Hmm. And you know, we're not traveling over there as a but, or the team is, but I drive my own car to get over there. But you know, flights or when you're connected to the next week, oh, that was a tough loss. You you know how it's cost coaches jobs, livelihoods, yeah. and um, yeah, over time, just too far connected and and. The relationships are too strong now with Sacramento. You're State. just stinging, folks. Now, yeah, stingers yeah. up. But I love that it's eight and two. And my secret wish that I've been telling everybody, Jay, is before I had always hoped this game would happen, mm-hmm. and I honestly thought it would be winner is in, loser is out. This case, the net is a safety net where the losers their their season's not ending Saturday. They're going to the playoffs. I hope they play again. 
hope it's two. I hope that in 1988 they played twice early in the season and in the playoffs. Man. This could happen again in a couple weeks. You know what I thought you was going to say? Hmm. In, the, in the typical Chris Verlade fashion, the ghost of Chris Verlade, I thought you was going to say you hope it ends in a tie. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> no, no ties. Even now, though it, it, it technically can't, right, but it can't. I mean, <laughs> no. just no some ties. kind of way, maybe the, the, the weather hit and it's yeah. like, you know what, we have to end the game. No, and speaking of weather, that game has had that. I We were talking about this. There was a bunch of us reflecting that have done this. Scott Marsh, who will do the game, and uh, my partner, Steve McElroy, Doug Kelly, all the people that have called these games for years. I can't remember which year it is now, Jay, but it was the only time I've ever had this as a broadcaster. The game was at Aggie Stadium. Um 2013, 11, somewhere in there. The worst rain I've ever seen and wow. in this era, but you can play in rain. Sure. But there was lightning delays, and we were off for, it was over an hour. I don't think it was two, but the game literally was delayed. And you've seen that in, like, the Midwest where mm-hmm. there's a lightning delay. Players went in. We kept going for a while, and then at this point, we're like, we don't even know when we're coming back. We send it back to the stations. I know that Marsh did probably here at KH2K and probably went to CBS Sports for a while just because – is this going to be 10 minutes? And it didn't seem like it. It seems like it's going to be half hour, 45, maybe an hour. And it was over an hour and almost all the fans left. I mean, you're just getting drenched. And we just sat in the media rooms and uh, press box and waited for the game to resume. Wow, man. And California of all things. I know. So am I, so you're telling me there is a chance this could end in a tie. I mean, a point zero zero one one one. Nope. There'll there'll be a winner. And uh, if it's Davis, I think they improve their seeding for the weekend. And if it's Sac State, same thing. And they'll be Big Sky champions. Yeah. I'll say this. No no dog in the fight. Love to see the UC Davis and Sac State are at the position that they are in. Mm -hmm. This is something I think uh, sports fans around here who are attached to one of these schools, you know, definitely excited and happy to be involved. I will say this, though. Could you imagine? And we talked about this a couple of years ago. Could you imagine if both of these teams advanced and it would be third round? I think you told me it would be third it or fourth be, well, round. It just depends on it. could be early, Seating but they try something. to keep them away early yeah. on. But Third round. Oof. Then you're looking at like eight, final, final eight. Final eight. And awesome. whoever the winner is, let's just say the call it the winner of this pa- this weekend, Sac State. We're going to go Sac State. Okay. Sac State. And Sac State hosts a final eight game Woo. in the FCS. Be awesome. That. I mean, and that here's the other part, Jay, that's great. And I've been saying this all week too. For all these years, I wanted this to happen for these teams to be good. Now they're both, I mean, coach Hawkins is great. Coach Taylor is great. These are two legitimate programs. This is going to be the third straight causeway that someone's playing for the big sky. It means something. I mean, Davis did in 18 when the game had to go to Reno because of the fires. Right. And Davis won. They won the big sky title. 2019 Hornets hosted Davis. They won the game, share of the Big Sky title. And if the Hornets win this year, they're either sole winners or share it with Montana State, depending on what they do with Montana. Yeah. Amazing. Man. Just wanted it to happen one time, and it's happened three in a row now. I know. Man, It's it, listen, if you have the opportunity to get out to UC Davis, and they don't have the – what's their capacity over about there? About 10. Yeah, about say, yeah. I was going to say nine. And it'll be full. Yeah. Try. Yes. You know, this Sit is something grass, you want to be a part whatever. of. Yeah. yeah. Down in the uh, – what, what do they call that? That little grass berm yeah, on the end zone. Yeah, yeah. somebody from UC Davis. Yeah, Come on, Jason. You went to UC I'd Davis. Gra- what do you call it? The berm. Okay. The grass berm. <laughs> like one of our textures has, uh, uh, Jason has to root for the Hornets. He's been part of the Hornet family for more than two decades. He only attended UC Davis for much less time and a long time ago. They don't know that. They don't know when you got your degree. Did you get it in four? I got it in four. Oh, okay. Never Could have done it even faster. All right. <laughs> cool. Your jets. Simmer down. Um 
They gave me one. I don't even know if I really passed. I think I did. I, I walked. I showed up. All right. So, yeah, we look forward to that. Let's let's jump into um, the Kings again. And frustration, What wherever you are, I get it. And I'm not trying to tell anybody. I would never tell anybody how to fan. I, I think it's I, I'm only going to do it my way. I have done my own due diligence this year to really try to stay away from social media after a Kings game. And it's it's painful. It's toxic. It's I I'm not a fan of seeing all that, but I understand the emotions. And to me, you know why you feel that way? Because you care, and you care also because. And I don't think it's just a fan. I think you have higher expectations for this team. And I'm not saying oh this is a championship team. Nobody has suggested that. But can't we all agree? Don't you think they're better than six and nine? And to you that might be seven and eight, eight and seven. Nothing substantial. But that would be better. That would look better. And it's frustrating when you think there's more to the team. And in my opinion, they're underachieving. Not drastically, but enough. And like I said before, I think that bottom five will ultimately solve itself out and shake up the top ten. I think the Kings will be there. I'm feeling less confident about that today than I did in other days. I'm really disappointed in this one and three trip. But I think people want a pound of flesh, like something. Well, change the coach. Change the players, change the GM, change ownership. Change. Something's got to change. 15 years, I'm too frustrated. You should be. I get it 100%. So what are the players thinking? You know, coaches co- get talked about. I mean, the reality of this, you're not changing the 15 players. You could change one. You could change two. Maybe a big trade has three or four involved. Likely, this is the roster you're seeing for the most part going forward. Coaches are the ones that fall on the knife. That's the reality of the sport. Coaches get hired to get fired. Right or wrong, they know it. You succeed, you can have the job for a long time. You don't, it's cutthroat. You, you don't get a, uh, that much of a leash unless you've got some great past tradition behind you and an ownership fan base that, that's a little more supportive. But we're in a time that, I mean, rookie quarterbacks probably have to be good after one year, if not two. Um, coaches, new to the game, better be good in a year or two. The, the Pittsburgh Steelers' mode of operation is rare, where they have three coaches for decades, but they've also had success, keep in mind. So Coach Walton's name's come up. We've talked about it. We've talked to Coach. How valid is the hot seat? How important is that? Is he getting through to the players? Well, Tristan Thompson took to the uh, post game yesterday to talk about that very fact. Love it, and I know why a lot of people love it, but I agree with some of it. I don't agree with all of it. And what I don't agree with, I love the passion. I, he's right on all uh, on a lot of the realms of this, a lot of the elements. Um, I like to put things in perspective for everyone listening, for myself, for hopefully you can relate. It, whether you are, well, here, I can do it this way. Jay, you're a parent. You have one child. I'm a parent. I have one child. I wish we had more in a sense for the example. But um, if you're a manager at work or been involved in a team, I think Tristan Thompson Sounds like he's speaking for the team. He's speaking for himself, not in a selfish way. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need to be told. He knows. But if you have someone out there may have three kids. Let's do this example. Maybe you tell one of them, clean your room. Jay, clean your room. Jay, clean your room. Man, why do I have to tell Jay 10 times? The other two kids clean their room. People are different. Sound like my daughter. <laughs> but maybe if you had two or three, maybe there's another one. That's just like, I don't know. They just listen to me more or they never listen at all. Um, some people need the kick in the butt. Some don't. I don't think Tristan Thompson does. That's clear. You don't need to tell me. I'm the one, like, if I screw up here at work, I know it. 
I know I did. Now, if the boss yells at me, I don't really like that. I don't take well to it. But, okay, he's got to do his job. He thinks or she thinks they're doing their job. I'll take it. But I would say I won't make the same mistake again. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think the Kings are making the same mistakes again. So I think some people do need the coach or coaches or Tristan Thompson to say, let's go, let's get it together. What are you doing over here? Or if it's, hey, he doesn't respond well to me getting on him, what's the way? What's the way to break through to player X that this is the sixth game in a row you've made the same mistake? Let's talk about it. Or is it, I need to yell at you every time. If that's it, then yell at them every time. You have to find what works for each individual. Tristan makes too much sense to me, but not everybody operates that way. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with what you're saying. I, I think there is a um, th- there is definitely something to be said for people who need a kick in the pants. Yes. Right. There's also something to be said for people who kind of are self-motivated. Right. And that's that's the opposite of it. The Tristan Thompson rant, I guess what we're calling it at this point is I th- I agree. I think he's speaking for the team, speaking for himself, but also speaking in the form of leadership. The question yes. was asked, who was the leader? Who's the person that kind of, you know, pumps up the team? Right. Who's the person that kind of corrals yeah. the team? You know, listen, who's the person that kind of corrects everyone in the team? Who's the, you know, who's the father figure, so to say, the leader? And um, I think he uh, he kind of took the reins by, he took the reins in his hand yesterday. And to say, you know what, listen, I might be it. I might not be it. I think, you know, the coach shouldn't be it. He may be it. But at the same time, I think he, if you understand where Tristan, who he is and where he's coming from, he's he's kind of like, listen, man, we don't even need that. We don't need that. Right. But I agree with you, Jason. I think you do need that for certain people. Yeah. And, and some players, like we go back to the guy on a team, it's yep. best if your guy is that guy. Like, LeBron's not going to let there be slippage. Now sure. it happens. Sure. Chris Paul certainly is not going to let there be slippage. I think uh, KD and Steph are two of the best players. I think they're pretty chill. Yeah. And they're... Steph's fun. Steph wants to be liked. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Draymond's going to get on people. Yeah, he's he's the guy. It's perfect. Kicking Clay's, the pants. Clay's not going to do anything. Clay's yep. going to play and play well and be quiet and be cool and quirky. Steph, too. It works, though, for that team because – Either the coaching staff breaks through, the veterans, they don't need the kick in the pants. They generally play hard yeah. and play together. But I think every team needs that. It's better if it's more – I mean, Tristan's, what, the eighth guy? ninth? Guy? Not that there's no value. He's got the credentials. I love hearing it, mm-hmm. but you can't change Fox or Barnes. They're professionals. They're good. They Holmes, are who they are. That's And you need to be that. Like, hey, Holmes, I need you to – if that's not you, that's not you. No I don't need to fake it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and this team before has had – DeMarcus, I think, was a tough teammate. He was so talented and good and fiery. Eh, that didn't work. E- like, There's no foolproof way to make this always work. But I think what Tristan said, I'm glad he said it. Um, but yes. I'm a, I, that I'm is better that he said it. Wholeheartedly that he said it. Absolutely. And fa- from the media, from the fans, from the Kings universe. <laughs> I'm going to keep going back to it. Yeah. There, things For things to change. For things to hopefully uh, move onward and upward, I think we all have to be uncomfortable. I think we have to go through some things yeah. that uh, are learning process. We hear people, uh, professionals, players, coaches, they got to take the, the next step this year. You know, they, they made it to the playoffs last year. They got to take the next step here. And then two years down the road, they'll be gunning for a championship. You know, there's a process. We always hear there's a process. 
we haven't been doing the process. And it's it sounds bad because every Kings fan is going to say, Jay, man, I've been rocking with the King for so long. Yes. And I'm I've been through like four or five, six different processes. Yeah. And I'm tired of doing it. And I get it. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just speaking about now. The process of who's going to be the leader, who's going to be the person that's going yeah. to kick the per- kick the team in the pants, who's the jump starter, 15 games in, there's a process to this season. Yeah. And we have to uh, micromanage and macromanage, True. right? And so that's the point, I think, as King's Universe, and it's tough because we, we bring in the past and the history right. to the present. But Thompson's not he's not a part he's of not. fifteen Th- years. Listen, fifteen games. Right. He's fifteen games going like this isn't cool. Like yeah. I need to let everybody know. And it, uh, and, and it real also, quick, Jason, yeah. I don't pl- I don't play like that. Meaning I get that the kings are the kings. The reputation precedes them. But I'm not that guy. Right. Right. And so I don't need those things. Yeah. And that's why it's refreshing to hear that and hear someone say that and just point blank, period, just be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And there's more honesty here. Let's hear more uh, about where they are right now. You know, in that, uh, there's so many great things. I love the Bibby and, and Webb not walking through that door. They're not. And, and he's right. I mean, there's so much truth in that that as much as some of it feels like not even coach speak or player speak, but he's right in the reality. The only way it fixes is with themselves mm-hmm. internally. And as much as there's so much juice to, hey, Coach Walton's on the hot seat or Marvin Bagley opted to not go in the game, and when Coach is asked about it, we're hey, we're keeping that in-house. That's like you're taking shots at the family. I'm protecting the family. I'm going to build the wall. Um, true or not true, it doesn't even matter. You, you form your opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm protecting here. Yep. I, this is I'm protecting my family, and we'll sort it out internally, and then we'll go to work. Now, the one I wish Doug was still here because you know he would say this exact phrase, you don't always get what you want, you get what you need. Yeah, and I would yep. ask the very question that might be right. With this 15-game season, this four-game road trip, why, though? Why do they need to go one and three? What do they need to learn from that that they didn't learn last year and the year before? I know this exact roster wasn't the same, but a lot of it was. And that's why I would ask that question, even though I think what he's saying is correct. You get what you need, and maybe this is what they need of Thompson and Walton on a hot seat and Bagley frustrated. And it sure seems like pain because now we're all, we're bringing up 15 years of yeah. all these scars going, night more? I thought this was going to be a good year. Yeah. And it's I, I understand the frustration 100%, and I love what Thompson said, but um, they got to figure it out together. Otherwise, it's just going to keep going. He, he – the- He's kind of going back to what you said. He spoke to the team and he spoke to himself and he spoke to the fans and he spoke to the media all at the same In time. Shot. And you can tell he he's a he's a professional. Absolutely. And the way he phrased a lot of things, you could see there was a message in a lot of things that he was speaking. And I think that's why this is kind of taken off here in Sacramento and for the Kings universe. But uh, and if someone starts to use King Universe, man, we we need to trademark. Uh, come on now, Jay Johnson. Um, there is something to everything that he has said, and I respect the fact of his professionalism of saying that. You know what? You do you, and we'll do us. And hopefully, and he said, hopefully, but at the same time, we will get better. Yeah. Right? And for many many times in Kings going back in history. You haven't seen that. You haven't you haven't heard that. And you get the, the tongue in cheek kind of conversation. And I think that's why 
what he said yesterday, the rant, has touched a few more nerves because realistically, and this isn't a shot at anybody in Sacramento, they can take it how they want to. The truth is the truth and the real is the real. Organizational-wise, media-wise, player-wise, the Kings have been very much coddled in a lot of ways. And for a professional to come in and, and do what he said and what he has accomplished in his career, he's basically saying, and he said it, I don't care about yesteryear. Sacramento, it's time to get on what we're talking about now. Right. And I'm not saying Sacramento, take it how you want to, has not wanted to do now because Kings fans have always wanted to do now. They they want to go back to that same feeling. Yeah. Absolutely. And so there's a way to get to that. And for years, the Kings, Sacramento, hasn't known how to get to that. Yeah. And I think Tristan has said that, like, listen, I don't know. I don't know what's happened. I can see it. I've been a professional. I've been a fan. I've seen basketball. I've, I've read about Sacramento. They have a reputation. But I'm telling you, I'm here to tell you that this is a little different. Yeah. And what I like about that part, too, Jay, is by putting himself out there, by saying what he said, I also think it makes him accountable because let's just say – uh, let's put him at the halfway mark at 15 and 26. So that'd be very disappointing. Easily the next time he's on one of those post-game Zooms, hey, Tristan, remember when you said this is not going to be the – like he's putting it out there. He's making it – I'm going to be accountable for this because I'm not going to allow my team to do it. Now, I don't know that one man has that power, but I think he believes that. Like he believes enough in his team. And like you said, he was speaking to his team. He was speaking to his coaches. He was speaking to the organization. He was speaking to the rest of the league. I mean, when he started going off on, oh, Minnesota doesn't even want to win, and Detroit wants another pick, I'm like, wow. He goes, I know everybody's front office. I know what they're trying to do. We're trying to make the playoffs. And I was like, I mean, it was, there was passion. There was truth. Um, it was good stuff. It was good stuff. And I just, again, if you're not listening to him as a teammate, shame yeah. on you. Well, you know what? And I'll leave it at this. It's something – that needs to that is said all throughout seasons, all throughout different sports. This is nothing that we've never heard yeah. from someone else. But it has to be acted on. Correct, and that's the thing. We we see coaches. Well, you know what? We're fighting and we're we're scratching and we're clawing yeah. and we're doing this and we're doing that. What are the results? What are the results? We hear about that all the time. You know, college coaches. It doesn't matter what sport. You know, I'm trying. I'm giving my hardest. We're the team. We're gonna do this and we do that. Now you got to show it. And I think Tristan is saying that in some form or fashion. Yeah. Well, speaking of the Kings, how about dialing now? 1-800-920-1140. 1-800-920-1140. You can win a pair of tickets to see the Kings take on the Blazers. This will be next Wednesday, November 24th, right before Thanksgiving. For tickets and more information, visit khdk.com. 1-800-920-1140. We will take caller number Three. You get to go see Dame. I'm I'm in Chris Verlade mode today. So Chris would have been like, Yeah, guess what? You will have the pleasure to go see Dame, Damian Dame, Lillard. Dame time. Dame time. Dame time. Again, one 920 caller number three will be the winner of our Kings tickets for the Kings and the Blazers. We're back with more after this on Sports Eleven Forty KHDK. That's to Yvonne, winner of the Kings tickets to see the Kings take on the Blazers or Dame. Dame Lillard. Taking they're taking on Dame. Dame, yeah. Uh, he's getting it together a little bit better lately. They're now back to 500 at eight and eight. It's been a little bit of a weird year. I mean, at this point, when you go one and three on a road trip, it doesn't feel like the Kings can turn it around, and it's a little bit less favorable to do it on a homestand that has what Toronto tomorrow, Utah for the third time already on Saturday, Philly though Philly 
has I mean everybody's out. I think Embiid will be back by then, but that's Monday and then Dame. Man, that's the four games to try to get right on. And right after Thanksgiving, it's the Lakers. It's point is it's going to be more difficult. Of course, they can win, but now you're in games where Jay. I bet all four games. I didn't even look at a point spread. They might have been favored on all four on the road trip, and they yeah. only went one and three. And the next couple, I'm sure they're going to be underdogs at home. Yeah, I would imagine so. You you don't go on a road, lose three or four, and uh, come home and be favorites. Yeah, that, I couldn't have drawn up a much better trip by the like if you're like, hey, drop the perfect road trip for the Kings. No no back to backs. Two days off, in fact, for Detroit. Um, all below 500. I mean, maybe Orlando and other Houston, but other than that, I mean, now you're getting like that's a get right trip. It should have been on the road. Yeah. Now Albeit. later you're going to be on one where you're like, oh, Philly, uh, you know, Washington, Boston, and Milwaukee. Good luck. Yeah. You know, but. it's it's you know I got to think about this, Jason. There always comes a point in time during a season, at the end of the season, when you're playing, you're fighting for playoff contention, or you're mm-hmm. kind of on the bubble on the line yep. as a playoff team, and you always have that if. Yeah. Hey, remember that? Is this going to be one is of those? Is that it? Hope not. F- Fifteen games into the, into the season yeah. already. Yeah. Like man, remember that four game road trip in the beginning, Minnesota, Detroit. We needed that. Yes. And got one. And as you said, even a, a 50-50, a, a okay. two and two would I mean, been okay. It would be disappointing, but it's a different feeling. Seven, They'd be seven and eight. They'd be in the top ten. You would have moved Minnesota down. Um, yeah, it's it's frustrating. And, and They made that bed. I mean, they're in it. They can't uh, – I, I just thought they looked better earlier in the season. Again, it's really small sample size. But I was impressed with them in the preseason. I thought they just had the, the – identified the right guys to play. Um playing with pace and and good ball movement and a lot of those guards. And I just think I'm just really curious about that desire to get that rebounding cleaned up. If there's too much of an emphasis on that, that it's lost some of the, the mojo overall. And just with this roster, obviously I think they need more pieces, but what the way it's constructed and going forward for however long, you know, December 15th is a big day because that's when everybody that was signed in the off season and traded for can be now traded. So if you're looking at, you know, Marvin potentially being moved or Buddy or someone, you might as well wait till the 15th because, one, you'll see where you are. Two, why not get everybody involved, all the players available, and then see what you got at that point. Yeah. there. If there's a move. That, I was going to say, the sad part is we're 15 games in and we're already talking about moves. Yeah. Not saying that you are, but just right. the fact that it's already been brought up and, you know, we're back into the one one more time. We're going to the well. Well, you know what? We It didn't really start the way we're, we thought it's going to start. Yeah. Let's go ahead and go to the well. And I get it. Things have to change. There's been people who've been fired in less games. There's been people, uh, you know, feel like who's play, coached two, three games, right. who's been played in two or three games and have been let go, cut, released. <laughs> and so it's it's like, man, it, it's so frustrating again, yeah. again and again that it it makes you dive back into the well again. Right. You know what? Ten years ago, this happened. So we had to we had to we didn't make a move. Ten years ago, we did make a move. Man, they need to make a move now just to make to see what happens. And to whatever, I'm not arguing anyone. Everyone has an idea and thought on what should happen. And to me, they're all valid because a team who's six and nine, yeah, they have some things they could work on. Yeah, some things could be improved. So I'm not I'm not downplaying anybody's thought or an idea. It's just 15 games into the season, and King's Universe is already. They chomping at the bit. Yeah. 
Well, and that's why I, I want to stick with my beliefs that as they're constructed today, no moves made, no coaching changes made as they're constructed, Jay, I personally believe, in my opinion, they're in the top ten. I think it's albeit despite the people. I mean, you oh, you, you mean s- the other five? Yeah, you spoke about it earlier in the, uh, that, the first segment. That's it. Yeah, I think there's some terrible teams. Yes, and I don't think they're terrible. They're they're not. And agree with Tristan. I think some teams want to fall right. back into the lottery. Yeah, and I don't know that that was uh, New Orleans' plan. But now that they're this far back, yeah. and they don't have like they might move Ingram and just build around Zion and see what else they can get. I mean, they're so far behind. Mm-hmm. Um, Houston, they're just, they gutted it. They're going sure. through it. OKC is kind of winning enough, but I think their plan was to get all these draft picks. Um, you know, I don't know what OKC's plan is. I don't think Presti. It's just draft. It's just all, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and then Spurs, people will just, oh, look what they've done. Well, you know, it's been three years. They haven't made the playoffs in a couple. They, they haven't been the team people have. We've just put a 20-plus year of success on, mm-hmm. well, they have pop still. They're always good. They're just not as good. They don't have as much talent, but they're always going to be well coached. So I think there's enough teams down there. But even with that, even if it's not the bottom five, it's I don't see a huge difference between the Kings and the Grizzlies. I don't. Yeah, I don't either. And so that's a team that's 9-10. Yeah. Um, Lakers are down there now. They're better. I think mm-hmm. they're better than the mm-hmm. Kings. That's safe to say. Um, Portland, we'd all go Dane's the best player by far between the two teams. Mm-hmm. They've been 500-ish and some below. Yeah. So I just feel like they're in. that's the neighborhood they live in. I'm not in any way suggesting like this is a, a deep playoff team. But I just, as constructed, without a move, without a change, I think they're in. But you can't do what you're doing consistently the next 15 games. I don't want to say if they double this and they're 12 and 18, you're going backwards. And, you know, just a couple days ago, they were 5-5. Five and five. So this last five, they weren't very good. One and four. So what's the real team? Somewhere I, in between. Probably. And mm-hmm. again, I think they're in that. My high is probably 44. That may be too high. But 38, that's really, you're hovering around there. Now, if you're 36, 32, 31, you're missing. And it's like, you feel like you have some foundation pieces. Then it feels like you have to evaluate everything again. Where before, there were times, I know I've said this, oh, you got to be patient. This isn't about being patient. I think they got enough. I do to be a 10, top 10. Mm-hmm. And when you're already kind of going on the road, and if the road leads you to 31 wins, let's say in a 12 seed, woof, then what are you? <laughs> I mean, really, then it's like, no, we've got Fox and Halliburton and Holmes. That's not good enough if that's the the road they end up on. So if, I, if I'm if i hearing correctly, and, you know, I, I'm with you. I, I don't really dive too much in the Kings universe on Twitter. <laughs> You know, it's just you it, really want this to take off. It's got you? to. I'm I'm gonna keep pushing it till yeah. somebody uses. But you're, if I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying that things need to be evaluated in the form of change needs to happen already. Compared no, no, to no, 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 no. Oh, okay, no, no. I would say as constructed, they're they're good. In my opinion, I think they make it. But but people people aren't comfortable. I'm not saying hey, just wait it out. They'll sure. be fine. I think they've got enough. I really do. When's the okay? When's the then? Let me ask the question. When is the button that you push? When it's like you know what? Something's got to change yeah. now. Um, much, twenty games, twenty five. Does it does it depend on the next ten games for you? I think it's so much about context okay. of how the games go. For example, um, I don't really know if there would have been a, a, a scenario I could paint you, Jay, that they went one and three and it was good on this particular trip, because. The Spurs game, 
bothered me maybe almost the most because they had zero chance to win. Okay, let me. What happens if someone had got hurt? Which thankfully they didn't. But let's just say someone had got hurt, and you're like, oh my goodness. Maybe two starters. Okay, maybe. Right. But um, OKC, even the most optimistic, you did build an 18 point lead. You blew it. You blew it. Detroit, I'm, I, I'm not the one to say, oh, it's just Detroit. No, you demolished them. That's what you needed to do. Mm-hmm. And then last night, you had chances to win. Sure, you could tell me they didn't shoot well. They didn't. So? Why? Minnesota's not a great defense. Why, why couldn't you score? You're the better offensive team. You couldn't score on them? That's. I didn't look at them and go, man, Minnesota's creating some real difficult problems for the Kings. Nope. it's not what I saw. So, I think it's context. Now, the next couple of games, they're playing better teams. I'm not saying it's okay to go one and four in the next five, but what if it's closer to that two and three, which is below 500, but every game they're in it, maybe it's Utah Saturday and Mitchell hits the game and you're like, man, that's, that's the guy. Yeah. That's a better player guy. Or LeBron comes back and you're playing the Lakers the day after Thanksgiving. You're, you're in it with them at, at Staples or whatever it is. Crypto.com. Now. Crypto. Um, you're at the crypt. Yeah, and, uh, Crip Keeper. Yes, and AD and LeBron and Russ all go nuts, and you're like, man, the Kings were right in it, two-possession game in the end. They've got AD, and the Kings had no answer. It's not an easy pill to swallow, but you go, all right, in context, but I think that's the important thing. Like, how does it look? How do they play? Did Dane beat them by himself? Um, they go 12 and 18, just what you said, next team. 12 and 18, I think a lot of things are, are going to be looked at. And that might be just based on their schedule. And then goes back to your point to start the segment. Will we be looking at the five games? We might. That road trip. And you go, you know, what people wanted was three and one. Sure. Let's say they did that. Great teams would have won and got four. Good teams probably would have won and got three. Maybe great team would have got three and one. Eight and seven. We're, I don't even think anybody's really stressed. I think you would you would almost have an answer for the whole season at that point. Mm-hmm. Because I could look back at it and go, Played well in losses to Utah. You lost to Golden State, who's the best record in the league. Um, really weird quarter, Phoenix. Like, just historically weird. And then you almost came back and won the game. Indiana changed the pace. You had a chance to win. And then everything else kind of, here you go. One loss in the road. You wish you got it, but you went 3-1. and one. Instead, it's 1-3, and three, and now it, it makes you question everything. It really does. <laughs> it's it's That's how... I don't think it should be that volatile, but that's what it feels like. Yeah. Whereas, I promise you we will feel differently on Monday if the Kings somehow beat Toronto and Utah. We will. For sure. We'll also go, well, why did they go 1-3 and three on that trip? Absolutely. I know we will. Which, it, which is to me, and you talked, you, you've talked it all out. Yeah. And that's my point is, this team is a mixed bag. Yes. They're, they're a fight for, fight for my life playoff team. So they're gonna go one and four, right? Somewhere along the season, they're gonna go one and four. And then we'll all go. Wait, how did they just beat Philly and Milwaukee back to back? Because that's the NBA. That's right. They're not terrible, and they're obviously not elite. And if we look, let me take the worst team right now is Houston. Well, they only have one win, but they'll have fifteen, probably ten, yeah, 10, 11, 12, yeah. So some of them, they'll beat the Warriors maybe once. Like yeah, how? How that happened? They did. Oh, they beat the champs, Milwaukee. They did. Who did they beat? I actually have to look that up. It's their only <laughs> win. I think it was New Orleans, but oh, that's um, terrible. That was the Thunder. Okay, but they might they might beat the Kings twice. Maybe you're like, oh, how oh they? that that would be. Please don't. Right. Please don't wish that upon Kings I, Universe. You know, I should um, take yeah, that out. Please, Sorry. <laughs> or some salt, whatever it is. <laughs> Remove but that one. I think, and but you know, the, it could happen. Yes, for sure. I think that is it, and that's what I'm saying. When you put the whole ball of wax out there. 
what Tristan said, com- then you put the, the, the formation of how the season has played out so much so far. And then you look at going into the season, I don't think to the man outside of the people that Golden One Center felt that the Kings would win a championship. Right. And so most people would consider the Kings fringe playoff t- exactly. contenders. Exactly. One and four is going to happen. I mean, one right. and three is going to happen. It, which, with it happening, they're still that exact label, a fringe playoff team. Yes. They're still that. They are. Now, take that for what it's worth. It's not necessarily a positive. No. Nope. But it doesn't have to be a negative either. And I'm not That's even right. telling you which way to yeah. to weigh on it. But it's to me, it's it's... It's just such a fragile tipping point. There'll be a bad week, and you're like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't know when they're ever going to win again." Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, you know, two, like, oh man, if they do this a little bit like the Niners. Like, I thought they were done. Yeah. And then I saw them Monday. I go, wait a minute, what happened? And then they'll come out next week. Lose and, to the Jags after yeah, like, the Rams are there. Not kryptonite, sure. but that's their superpower. Like they own that team. Yeah. I go, but that's the best version. I like that. Wow, that actually looks like a Super Bowl team. And then other weeks, I haven't said, no way, no way. That's what confuses me about the Kings. Fans, media, people mm-hmm. who follow the team. We knew this. Yeah. As much as we wanted the team to be, you know, clicking on all cylinders already in 15 games, we knew this. Somewhere amongst our ilk, yeah. we knew this. Yeah. And if you, if, if any Kings fan, uh, analyst, media, whatever, anyone outside of Golden One, <laughs> Said that they wouldn't expect it this some in some part, some form or fashion during the season. Then you're lying, man. Yeah. Yep. We expected at some point in time for the team to go one and four. I'm not saying you're supposed to be happy. Nope. I'm not saying that you're supposed to yeah. rah rah, be excited and, and say, well, you know what? I knew this was going to happen. But the fact for us to get the for the the the, the decibel level to go, you know, all out of whack all of a sudden. We're just like you said last week, five and five, or excuse me, a yeah. couple weeks, five yeah. and five. We knew this. Yep. So next week, if they win two games, we'll know that then too. Yeah, exactly. Wow. It's been a journey so far today. We got one last segment. Hey, one more time. Right now, 1 800 920 1140. 1 800 920 1140. Our last pair of tickets today to see UC Davis and Sacramento State in the Causeway Classic of football. It's this Saturday, UC Davis Health Stadium. For tickets and more information, visit khdk.com. A family four pack, 1 800 920 1140. Call now, caller number four at 1 800 920 1140. You will win those tickets. We're back with the crossover and get you for Thursday Night Football. That's next on KHDK. All right, congrats to Kent. Who was our winner of our final uh, four-pack there of tickets to the Causeway Classic. Of course, that game Saturday is going to be awesome. We're going to have much more on that tomorrow uh, as we get you ready for that game. We're also going to have Lincoln Kennedy join us tomorrow on the show and much more on the Kings and the Raptors to start the homestand tomorrow night. Uh, All right, before we uh, call it a night, though, and get you to Thursday Night Football, let's get the crossover from the morning show. What's happening on the Carmichael Dave Show? Let's find out right now with the crossover. Here's today's crossover. Jason Ross, crossover time for you. I want you to just quickly off the top of your head pick an all-time, let's say, top eight Sacramento Kings team. If you had to build a roster, all Kings players, you have to have played in Sacramento in your prime, Mm -hmm. and you get them in your prime. Here's my question. Number one, build the eight-man roster. Number two, does that roster win an NBA championship? Hmm. Okay. No. Uh, to the second question. No to the second question. Uh, let's see. They didn't win the first time, and they 
had a solid eight. Right, for sure. And a lot of my eight, if I'm thinking of this, Jay, would probably be that eight. Um, Bibby? Mitch? Okay, they would because the Rock's in it now. Peja? Webb? Vlade? I'm sorry, I'm going my guy, DC. I want more defense. Artest? I think that's one of the guys I would put in there. And Bobby. Now that's I'm leaving out Demarcus, Theus, Fox, Tizzy, mm, Brad Miller. Yeah, I think that's the eighth though. Jay Will. I, I don't know. I would go Bibby, Mitch, Peja. Man, Peja and President Day would be so good. Weber, Vlade, so much skill on that team. Maybe that group though could have cousins because he could rein them in. But Doug, Artest, Bobby. Yeah, I'm winning a lot of games with that group. I think you had everybody. The one I put in, he wasn't in his prime here. But for some odd reason, I think he has something that they needed. Gerald Wallace. Oh, like okay. As he got down a little further yeah. in his career, he was, he, left yeah, here, yeah. he was the truth. Yeah. I would have threw G, G. Wall in there. G. Wall. Um, Just because he, he fits what is in the NBA now. You kind of need it. Yeah. Okay. Um, everybody else, you was on point, though. Yeah. I mean, the other thing about present, like Halliburton would fit great with a team like oh, that's for so sure. good. You said um, eight. He yep. said eight. So we're that's we're like eight. a 12. I got it. Bibby, yeah. Mitch, Peja, Weber, Vlade, Artest, Bobby, DC. Does it win a championship? Depends on what time, what year. Yeah. Uh, give them some time together. Yeah, they got a shot. The Rock would have got it done. That's your guy. That's my guy. That's your guy. No Tyreek Evans. No Brian Skinner. No. <laughs> All right. That's it for us. Jimmer. Thank you. Jimmer. Salmons. Baino. All right. We got to go. All right. We're back tomorrow. Full show or two and a half hours will be from the arena tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. But Thursday Night Football is coming your way next right here on KHDK. See ya.